Hey, welcome to the Tilshirt Report podcast. My goodness, it's September. That means football. Football is just around the corner. College football, the Jaguars opening up on September the 12th in Houston. The preseason is over with. The cuts have been done. Uh, we'll take a look at the cuts, and we also want to mention that, you know, I guess there some players were waived. Some players were released. We'll take a look at all that. The Till Shirt Report podcast, Duval. Let me try that again. Duval. Um, I'm drinking my coffee, and my Duval was a little, a little soft today. Let's try it one more time. Duval. I think I had some coffee in my mouth the first time I tried it. Okay. So everybody's saying, hey, get on with the show, right? Episode show number 52, we'll try to find some uh, historic number 52s, maybe the Jaguars um, uh, 52 as well. And there's 52 cards and a deck of cards, I believe, right? Okay, show number 52, the Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm. Simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, great creation tools, and the enhancements and improvements seem to be changing all the time. I've seen a lot of enhancements and improvements over almost the last year uh, since we've been doing the podcast. We actually started the podcast a little bit uh, over a year and a half ago in uh, mid-January of 2020. So think about this. We started the podcast um, even before COVID. Well, I think COVID was creeping in really we just didn't know about it, maybe, but I'm not going to get political here. But I will tell you that we did start the uh, Till Shirt Report podcast in uh, mid-January of 2020. And uh, we do appreciate all of you tuning in. We do have listeners. Man, we got listeners everywhere in as many as 36 states, District of Columbia, and all types of states across the United States. Florida, uh, state of Washington, state of Ohio, Alabama. Uh, Texas, you guys are everywhere, even up in Montana, Georgia. I might mention, you know, somebody twice, but hey, we're listening to in as many as 36 states, uh, Rhode Island even, <laughs> and uh, New York. Uh, comedian Miller, uh, Miller Mark listens to us out in New York too. He does a podcast about the, uh, the Knicks. Why am I a New York Knicks fan? Miller Mark, good friend and uh, comedian up in New York, listens to our podcast he says he enjoys the urban meyer stuff the urban meyer stuff is continuous <laughs> because uh well, there's been a lot of a lot of stuff in the news let's let's get to the cuts first and before we get to the cuts releases waves etc on the on the way down to the the 53-man roster for the jaguars um you know, we got a lot to talk about. I want to talk about our sponsors, Anchor.fm. Again, the simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. LakeUfallahits.com. I'm talking about a legitimate sponsor. Keep those cards and letters coming. Uh, LakeUfallahits.com. Let me tell you, great internet radio. Check them out. L-A-K-E-E-U-F-A-U-L-A-Hits.com. LakeUfallahits.com. They got Rock Saturdays. Um, hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights, uh, deep tracks and deep cuts late at night. Check them out. Lakeyoufallahits.com where it's all good. Great internet radio. Lakeyoufallahits.com. Want to thank Saucer Realty for your real estate needs. Um, here in North Florida, um, you know, I like to say Larry, he, he calls it something else, but I'll say that, uh, Saucer Realty is sanctioned in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak Lake City and almost every area in between in North Florida to cater to your real estate needs. Whether you're looking to buy a new home, buy a new property, uh, you're looking for property, want to sell property or sell your home, contact Saucer Realty. They can handle most all of your real estate needs for North Florida and surrounding areas. That's Saucer Realty. If you want to find the link uh, to Saucer Realty, it's simple. Go to our website at bigjreport.com, bigjreport.com. Uh, scroll the homepage, scroll the homepage all the way down to the 24-7 weather information on the homepage. About halfway through the weather report, you'll find the link for Saucer Realty. So we do want to thank our sponsors, Anchor.fm, LakeUfallahits.com, of course, Saucer Realty, and you can follow us at bigjreport.com. 
Let's get into this roster. They're down to 53, but keep in mind, the roster is still going to change, especially the bottom of the roster. Uh, let me pull up the, uh, I had the 53 men roster up just a moment ago uh, before we uh, started. And let's see. Okay. So there were some surprises. There were some, some things that happened that were not surprises. Uh, waved corner Lorenzo Burns was waved. Wide receiver Jalen Kemp uh, waved. Defensive tackle Doug Costin uh, was waved. I believe Doug ended up on the practice squad. Wide receiver Jeff Cotton Jr. Man, who could really go back and catch a ball. He, he could. He proved that he could. He could make some difficult catches. Um, and it was a numbers game. Wide receiver Jeff Cotton Jr. was waved, but I believe he was. Um, actually re-signed on the uh, Jaguars practice squad. But we'll take a look at the entire practice squad. Um, running back Nathan Cottrell, an original cut. Tight end Tyler Davis cut. Tight end Ben Ellison. I understand he's already gotten on another team, but he was he was waived by the Jaguars, and I believe he ended up in Minnesota. The Vikings picked him up on a uh, waiver claim. Um, a guy that that I think really had a good preseason wide receiver, Josh Hammond got waived. Um, you know, he played his college ball at Florida. Uh, he's been on the Jaguars practice squad last year. Most of all last year, uh, wide receiver, Colin Johnson was waived, which surprised me because he, you know, he was one of our favorites. I mean, I, we kind of had him as the, the fourth in our minds, the fourth best wide receiver on the Jaguars. However, uh, Colin Johnson got waived. And he's now, he's been picked up by the New York Giants. So the New York Giants thought enough of Colin Johnson. You know, they're just looking to improve their roster, too. The Giants have been kind of a, a uh, really abys abysmal the last year or two. But, uh, you know, he'll help them, wide receiver Colin Johnson. There's only so many footballs to go around. There's only so many wide receiver slots. Let's see, wide receiver Tevin Jones. Uh, Tevin Jones waved. Quarterback Jake Luton was waived. And I think the thought was, was as we've all been saying that Jake Luton, we wanted to kind of get him on the practice squad um, in 2021. However, he's on another team. The Seattle Seahawks have uh, picked Jake Luton up. Crouton Luton is on his way to Seattle. Um, this is not a surprise. Offensive lineman Casey McDermott. Uh, Casey McDermott was waived. I wasn't even that familiar with him. Running back one of my favorites, running back uh, Divine Zigbo was waived, but now he's been re-signed on the practice squad, I understand, and that's good news Not for the Jaguars. Plus, I kind of uh, liked number 22 as well. We'll talk more about the, uh, the players waived, released, etc. as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Please stay tuned. Hey, welcome back into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're listened to in as many as 36 states internationally, too. A lot of great places. Uh, Montreal, Canada, Quebec, Northern Ireland. They were everywhere. Uh, New Zealand, Australia, Brazil, a new area recently. You folks in Brazil listening in, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, we're listened to in as many as 36 states uh, nationwide, including the District of Columbia, big in Florida. We're really big in Ohio, where Urban Meyer used to coach his uh, college football, big in Florida. Of course, that's our biggest area of Florida uh, here in North Florida. And actually, we're listened to throughout the entire state of Florida with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, the good folks in Washington, Seattle area, surrounding areas in the state of Washington, we're listening to in Georgia, Alabama, Texas, everywhere. Uh, got some listeners up in Montana, way up in Montana, actually. Uh, in the cold country, it'll be getting cold up there soon. And I want to say hello to Miller Mark uh, up in New York, the comedian that listens to the Chill Shirt Report podcast. He does his own podcast called Why Am I a New York Knicks Fan? So check out Miller Mark sometime. 
Uh, we're going to continue, though, with the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, we're going to continue with uh, the waves, releases, cuts, uh, etc. We uh, last left off with uh, some of the players that have been waived, um, you know, such as, as, as you know, quarterback Jake Luton was waived. And then he was picked up on waivers by the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Other players waived, offensive lineman Casey McDermott, running back Divine Zigbo, who had really a good game against the Dallas Cowboys. He was, uh, he was waived but later re-signed for the practice squad. Divine Zigbo, in, in my mind, is probably the, the, the four-string running back for the Jaguars now because they only kept three running backs on the roster. Other uh, players waived offensive linemen, Austin uh, Pleasance, defensive back. Brandon Rusnak was waived. Offensive lineman, Badero uh, Traor was waived. Uh, this is a big guy that I saw play a little bit on Sunday, last Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys uh, in the last preseason game. Offensive lineman, Trevor Wallace-Sims uh, was waived. Quincy uh, Williams Linebacker Quincy Williams, you, you remember the former uh, late third-round pick of the Jaguars, and when he was picked, people were scratching their heads saying, boy, we didn't see that coming. But the Jaguars thought they had a find in Quincy Williams, and they have now actually waived uh, third-round pick uh, Quincy Williams. Uh, Tom Coughlin was still around here um, and was and signed off on that pick with, uh, of course, former general manager – Dave Codwell, who's no longer here working for the Philadelphia Eagles now. You know, I think Dave Codwell had something to do with the Eagles picking up Gardner Minshew, even though Dave Codwell is not the GM in Philly, but he does work in player personnel and player personnel development now with the Philadelphia Eagles as he works under the GM up in uh, Philadelphia. But but we want to wish uh, Tom Coughlin a happy belated birthday. I understand Tom had a birthday a couple of days ago. We wish him a very, very uh, happy birthday to, to Tom Coughlin. And um, let's see. Uh, boy, I I think Tom – am I right? Did Tom turn uh, 75? Let's see. Tom Coughlin is 75 years old. He had his birthday on cut-down day, August 31st. Isn't that appropriate? Tom was born on – Cut down day, August 31st. He's 75 years old. I know his, his wife has been been ill. We want to certainly um, uh, keep Judy Coughlin and Tom and the entire Coughlin family in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Tom's 75 now. And I will say this. I brought Tom up because of the fact that, you know, the uh, Quincy, Quincy Williams situation, they thought they really had a find with Quincy Williams, a linebacker. He never really – I don't know if he never really – picked up the defense now you know the lo and behold the jaguars have gone through a scheme change which i like the scheme the jags are running bet much better now with joe cullen with the three four and the nose tackle situation a lot of moving parts on defense and a lot of surprise maybe blitzes players coming from everywhere edge players playing defensive end edge players playing linebacker at times a lot of linebackers in the defense but obviously, Tom Coughlin and Dave Codwell saw something in this linebacker, Quincy Williams, that came out of the small school. But he did end up getting waived by general manager Trent Baalke, the new GM, the new permanent GM for the Jaguars. Also, those are the players. Uh, we mentioned all those players that got waived. Uh, released wide receiver Farrell Cooper. Boy, Farrell Cooper caught a touchdown pass in the last preseason game against Dallas. Wide receiver Farrell Cooper got released. Wide receiver Philip Dorsett, the second, he got released. He actually made a pretty pretty nice catch, I believe, in that last preseason game, too. Offensive lineman Jermaine uh, uh, Luminor, uh, he got released. Wide receiver Devin Smith was, was on the roster a few days, then off the roster. He was released. I mean, this is the way of the National Football League. It's a business. Wide receiver Devin Smith was released. I believe he actually was from Ohio State and it played for Urban at Ohio State. He came in for a look-see, made a nice catch, as I understand it, and I believe the last preseason game. Wide receiver uh, Laquan Treadwell got released. It's a numbers game. The Jags had a lot of receivers in training camp. Safety Gerard Wilson, who has started some games for the Jaguars, he, got, he actually got released. 
Uh, reserve injured, um, safety Josh Jones on the reserve injured list. The reserve non-football injury list, linebacker Dylan Moses. And uh, here's now how the uh, 53-man roster uh, shakes out. Jaguars down to two quarterbacks now. Gardner Minshew was traded to the Eagles for a six-round pick, which could become a fifth-round pick if Gardner plays enough games, a certain amount of games, or gets in, I guess, to a certain amount of quarters, plays a certain amount of games. The Jags' six-round pick for for Gardner Minshew could be elevated to a fifth-round pick for next year. Um, Trevor Lawrence is a starting quarterback, as, as he was announced as a starter a few days ago by Urban Meyer, and then Trevor played very, very well. I think Trevor connected on, what, 11 out of 12 passes, completed 11 out of 12 passes for two touchdowns, no interceptions, had a really good game in the 34-14 preseason victory for the Jaguars over the Cowboys. A confidence, you know, if nothing else, the, the Cowboys' victory has done a lot for the Jaguars' confidence uh, for the offensive linemen that did play. Most of the offensive linemen that played weren't even the starters. Uh, C.J. Beathard is the backup. The Jags signed him in the offseason when his contract, you know, I guess ended with the 49ers and his contract was not picked up by them. Uh, so the Jags decided to sign C.J. Beathard, and it was a little bit more of an expensive undertaking to sign C.J. Beathard than to keep Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew has been traded uh, to the Eagles for a six-round pick, which could become a fifth-round pick. Uh, the guy we thought would be the fourth-string quarterback, Jake Luton, uh, was waived. And let's see, Jake was Jake has been picked up. Can you believe that? Jake Luton, quarterback Jake Luton, who we thought we were going to be to sneak on the practice squad, uh, he was waived. Uh, Jake Luton was actually waived by the Jaguars and picked up by the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And that's near where he played his college ball. He played with the, uh, actually, the Oregon State Beavers. Put up some good numbers um, at Oregon State for the Beavers. So taking a look at this roster, the Jags down to two quarterbacks. I'm assuming the Jags will sign a, a, a quarterback at least for the practice squad. That would be maybe the number three or emergency guy. So we'll see what happens with that. But right now it's Trevor Lawrence at number one, C.J. Beathard at two. Jags have three quarterbacks on the roster. Zigbo, you know, was waived, but Zigbo has been re-signed for the practice squad. So essentially I think Divine Zigbo is a four-string uh, running back, even though he's on the practice squad. James Robinson, the top running back, starting running back, uh, got over a thousand yards rushing in the first 13 games last year for the Jaguars. Carlos Hyde is the number two back. Dere Agenboale. And the reason why he was kept, I, I thought Divine Zigbo played so well in the game against the Cowboys that he earned a spot on the on the main roster, but the Jags only keeping three running backs. Dere Agenboale is more of a again, Dere Agenboale is more of a pass-catching guy out of the backfield, and that's why I'm, I'm told he made the team, or he's on the 53. Tight ends, uh, three tight ends kept. Chris Manhurts, known for his blocking. James O'Shaughnessy, and also Luke Farrell, the rookie tight end. I believe the Jags drafted in the fifth round in the 2021 draft out of Ohio State. Wide receivers, DJ Chark, the number one guy. LaVisca Chenault, number two. Marvin Jones, three. That's the way this is shaking down. Uh, the Jags held the spot for Jamal and Agnew, who's expected to be their kickoff returner, but he's also going to play a little bit of wide receiver. He's the number fourth guy. The Jags kept veteran Tavon Austin. He's been around the NFL for nine years. Uh, the Jags picked him up uh, for training camp this year, and, hey, lo and behold, he's stuck, and he's made the team. And that probably has more to do with the fact that, you know, Travis – uh, ETN got hurt, so the Jags need a slot guy. Uh, Tavon Austin's going to play in the slot. I think LaVisca Chenault may play in the slot at times, and, and Tavon Austin, uh, Jamal Agnew will get some snaps and playing offense, but Jamal Agnew is going to be mainly needed on kickoff returns. Offensive line for the Jags, Cam Robinson, who's nursing a sprained ankle. Cam sprained his ankle, um, I believe, before the New Orleans Saints game a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully uh, Cam Robinson will be healthy by the first game as the Jaguars play the Houston Texans at Houston on September the 12th. 
Andrew Norwell's had some injuries in the preseason. He should be back by game one. Brandon Linder, same thing. He's had some injury issues or some treatment, um, you know, for some of his uh, past injuries, I believe. So hopefully, you know, Brandon Linder, the main thing about this guy who signed a $51 million contract back, what was it, uh, probably four years ago or four years ago or more, um, the guy misses a lot of games, but when he plays, he's probably the best offensive lineman the Jaguars have on the roster is is what I hear and what I've seen. Juwan Taylor, right tackle, is certainly on the roster and made the team. Walker Little, rookie offensive tackle, played mainly on the left side of the line. Walker Little, rookie on the roster, also backup Tyler Shatley. Tyler Shatley's played a lot of football. He's essentially the backup center behind Brandon Linder, and he can also play guard. Uh, ben Barch, who was drafted in, um, in 2020, second-year guy out of a little school up in uh, was up in Minnesota, St. John's. I believe it was St. John's out of Minnesota. Ben Barch has made some strides in improvement, mainly be a backup at guard, but he did play offensive tackle in college. Will Richardson Jr. made the team, and I thought he might be the odd guy out, but he made the team so far. Will Richardson had a good game at guard when he was inserted at guard in the final preseason game against the Cowboys, played really, really well, and I think earned a spot. Uh, I believe Will's in like his fourth year out of uh, North Carolina State, last year of his uh, rookie deal. A.J. Can is is uh, on the reserve COVID-19 list, so he's not one of the – uh, the active eight offensive linemen now, when A.J. Ken comes off the reserve COVID-19 list, what happens? He probably gets back on the roster and maybe somebody else is uh, let loose. And the bottom of the roster is going to be changing. You know, the roster is going to be evolving as the, as the season unfolds and as the season continues. Defense alignment, the Jags kept eight defensive linemen. Roy Roberts and Harris, a free agent that the Jags signed away from the Chicago Bears. He played really well in the Dallas game. He looked really, really good. Malcolm Brown, the uh, the defensive lineman run stuffer that the Jags traded for in the offseason from the Saints. He was kind of a, a salary cap casualty with the Saints, and the Jags ended up giving the Saints a high draft pick for Malcolm Brown. I think it was like a seventh-round pick. Um, so Malcolm's going to be a good run stuffer. The defensive line has dramatically improved over last year with some new additions. Devon Hamilton, a rookie in 2020, who even Doug Marone raved about last year, that he was doing everything they asked him to do and playing very, very well. He has really developed. As a lot of the, the Jaguars, a lot of his teammates on the Jaguars are saying Devon Hamilton could be one of the best no, – could be developing into one of the best nose tackles or defensive tackles in the NFL now. He's really improving. Devon Hamilton, Jaguars got him in the fourth round out of Ohio State last year. So, of course, Urban Meyer knows all about Devon Hamilton. Jay Tefelli out of uh, USC, fourth-round pick in 2021. He's on the team playing as a rookie. Uh, I'm sure he'll be in the rotation on the defensive line. Taven Bryan made the team. In his uh, fourth year, uh, still on his rookie contract. Let's see what happens. Uh, Taven will be a free agent after this year, and I'm assuming he stays on the roster. He could still be a, 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 a you know, a, 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 certainly a, a cut, or he could be released during this season, depending on how he plays. I will say this: Taven Bryan played a lot in the last preseason game against Dallas. I will say that. Uh, Lorente McRae, man, he seems to have nine lives, this cat. He's been with the Jags for a while now. Lorente McRae made the team. Also, Daniel, I want to call him ukulele. It's actually Daniel Ukulele, I believe. Uh, Ikulele. That's a tough one to say. Daniel is spelled E-K-U-A-L-E. Let's try it again. Daniel Ukulele, right? Daniel Ukulele or Ikali. Uh, he's a defensive lineman that made the team. I'm not as familiar with him, but he's, he, you know, he's on the team so far. He's in the rotation. He's on the 53, uh, edge rushers for the Jaguars, Josh Allen, I think just got back off of the COVID-19 reserve list. Dwayne Smoot's a guy that I was in favor of the Jags re-signing him. He did, they did re-sign him. Kayvon, uh, Kayvon, I'm sorry, Caleb on chase on, man. Listed as a strong linebacker playing edge 
you know, some of the Jaguars' edge rushers, they can play defensive end, they can play linebackers, some may play both. I mean, the new scheme with Joe Cullen, they're going to be having players coming from all different directions, uh, defensive ends playing defensive ends, sometimes playing linebacker. you got four linebackers uh, playing in the 3-4 scheme. So the edge rushers are Josh Allen, uh, officially Dewan Smoot, Caleb on Chason, the strong linebacker, Jihad Ward, Jordan Smith, who was originally at the University of Florida, had transferred to Alabama, Birmingham. He was drafted. I believe the Jags actually traded up to get him, I think, in the fourth round this year. And, uh, man, uh, they got a, he has a lot of potential, uh, Jordan Smith. Uh, Aaron uh, Patrick, yeah, let's see. Aaron Patrick is also – um, he made the team as an edge rusher too. Linebacker Miles Jack, Damian Wilson, who played with uh, I believe Kansas City last year. Shaq Quarterman, local kid out of Oak Leaf High School, played his college ball at the U at Miami. Shaquille Quarterman, an interesting story about Shaquille Quarterman. He is the guy the Jaguars got in the Nick Foles trade. Um, essentially, I mean, the when the Jags traded Nick Foles to the Bears, they got a fourth round pick. The Jags turned that fourth-round pick in 2020 to Shaquille Quarterman. This will be his second year of his uh, rookie deal. Also, Dakota Allen made the team as a linebacker. And also, uh, Chappelle Russell. So, the Jags got five linebackers. Cornerback, Shaquille Griffin. C.J. Henderson, second year, first-round pick out of Florida. Tyson Campbell, rookie out of Georgia, who was a second-round pick atop the second round this year for the Jaguars. Trey Herndon, who's been on the team. The last three or four years, Trey Herndon's a guy that really took over at uh, cornerback for uh, Jalen Ramsey's spot when Jalen Ramsey was traded to the Rams. So Trey Herndon is on the team to give you some depth at cornerback. I don't, I don't think he starts, but he may play in the nickel. He'll he'll be a guy that'll come into the game and play cornerback. Chris Claybrooks it was a late draft pick last year. Uh, by the Jaguars in 2020. So he's going into his second year. He can also return kicks if needed. If uh, Jamal Agnew ever needs to be spelled at kickoff return, Chris Claybrooks has made the team as the fifth cornerback. Safety, he's got five safeties that made the team. Rashawn Jenkins, who was a free agent signing uh, from the um, Los Angeles Chargers in the offseason back in March. Andre Sisco was drafted by the Jaguars uh, top of the third round. Rookie out of Syracuse is one of the safeties that made the team. Rudy Ford, who was signed as a free agent as a safety in the offseason. Hey, Rudy Ford. Uh, Rudy Ford made a couple of good tackles in the Dallas game, and I'm glad to see he made the team. because This guy was working hard. Daniel Thomas, second year out of, out of Auburn. Daniel Thomas, second year uh, player out of Auburn at safety, made the team. And this guy might have been a surprise. Andrew Wingard, who's been with the Jaguars, I think, what, three years or more now? A Andrew Wingard, who always seems to make his way on the field. He plays special teams. Uh, when there's injuries to the defensive backs, he ends up playing. He's listed as a safety. He may play anywhere. Andrew Wingard made the teams a safety. And your specialist, uh, Josh Lambeau, the kicker, of course, very accurate. One of the better punters I think the Jaguars have ever had, punter Logan Cook. Um, and I think Logan may be in, what, his fourth year at a Mississippi State now. And the long snapper is Russ Matissic. Matissic. Russ Matissic's a long snapper. So that's the 53. Uh, the Jags did, uh, you know, at, at, our, at the latest report, the Jags have also added Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Tyron Johnson. They picked him up from the Chargers. He was waived by the Chargers, and the Jags picked up wide receiver Tyron Johnson, you know, to help to help improve the roster, of course. So that's uh, the rosters we have. It we gave you actually ran down the fifty three, you know, as it happened, you know, obviously on August thirty first when the cuts came down. I think about a little after four o'clock in the afternoon on August thirty first. So you have the fifty three man roster plus the Jags now have added. Time Ron Johnson, so they may need to cut someone else. We'll keep an eye on that. But that's what we have as of as of now, as we're we're doing this podcast on uh, September the second. It is let's see, it's actually uh, Thursday morning, September the second, and we do appreciate you listening 
to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast with great creation tools from Anchor. Uh, of course, uh, LakeyFallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They got deep cuts late at night, rock Saturdays, um, hits 2000s, uh, Monday through Friday. LakeyFallHits.com, where it's all good. LakeYuvalaHits.com, great internet radio. Also, for your real estate needs in North Florida, it is Saucerility. See Larry Saucer. You can find the link to Saucerility for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether you're buying or selling, whether it's home, residential, you know, business or commercial in North Florida. Larry Saucer and Saucerility is sanctioned in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Lake City, Live Oak, and all areas in between. So a special thank you to our sponsors, Saucerility, LakeUfallahits.com, uh, Anchor.fm. And, you, of course, you can follow us at BigJReport.com. You can also find the link for Saucerility in our weather information on our homepage. And in our neighbor section, you can find the link to LakeUfallahits.com for great Internet radio, LakeUfallahits.com. So our sponsors, Anchor.fm, LakeUfallahits.com, and Saucerility. And, of course, you can follow us at BigJReport.com. And, again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're listened to in as many as 36 states, plus the District of Columbia. We're, we're worldwide, Northern Ireland, uh, France, Puerto Rico, Hong Kong. Hey, guys. Um, you know, other great places, too. Montreal, Quebec, west coast of uh, Canada, uh, Puerto Rico, and, you know, the list goes on and on. We got new listeners in Brazil, I understand. That's right. Brazil is now showing up in the the Anchor.fm stats for our Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for tuning in as we're taking a look at the 53-man roster, the players that were waived, uh, where some of the players ended up, like, uh, you know, Colin Johnson, who was waived by the Jaguars, has ended up with the Giants. Jake Luton, who we thought the Jags would get him snuck onto the practice squad. Uh, Jake Luton has now been uh, picked up by the Seattle Seahawks. So the roster, especially the bottom end of the roster and the practice squad, it's all going to be ever-changing, you know, as the season unfolds and uh, as time goes on. So thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and uh, we'll have more coming up. Hey, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Duval. Want to again wish um, Tom Coughlin, former Jacksonville Jaguars coach and general manager, and he was even the executive vice president a couple of years back. Um, you know, Tom Coughlin. I mean, this guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, um, the Jaguars have been to the AFC Championship three times in their lifetime. And Tom Coughlin was always involved in it, whether he was a coach, coaching the GM, or the executive vice president like he was the last time when the Jaguars made the uh, AFC Championship game in 2017, uh, in which that game was actually played in, played in, uh, played in January of uh, 2018 from the 2017 season. Happy belated birthday to Tom Coughlin. This guy, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Tom Coughlin. Uh, you know, was a part of the Jaguars making three AFC championship games. He also coached in some Super Bowls with the New York Giants. Uh, you know, he won two Super Bowls. My goodness, he won two Super Bowls as a head coach, right? And uh, Coughlin also was part of uh, Super Bowl teams when Bill Parcells, when he was an assistant coach under Bill Parcells. So Tom Coughlin, man, you're talking about a Hall of Fame career. And he essentially started the Jaguars, helped to start the Jaguars uh, franchise during their first season in 1995. And I was there, too. I was at the first Jaguars game when they lost to the Houston Oilers 10-3 to back in September of 1995. And I was around when the Jaguars were born in 1993 as well. So, And we follow everything, most everything with the Jaguars uh, right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Some of the recent uh, roster moves by the Jaguars. 
Um, as you know, the Jaguars did claim uh, Teron Johnson, six foot one, one hundred ninety three pound, third year veteran. Uh, he was claimed after being weighed by the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Johnson, according to the Jaguars, he caught 20 passes for 398 yards and three touchdowns last season, having spent time with Houston, Buffalo, Carolina, and the Chargers as a rookie in 2019. Man, he's been around, hasn't he? Um, the Jaguars on Wednesday did sign the following players to the practice squad. Philip Dorsett, who was actually – Away by the Jaguars, uh, has been signed to the practice squad. Philip Dorsett, the second, is on the practice squad. So is Devin Smith, uh, the player, I believe, Urban Urban Meyer, the coach Urban Meyer used to coach at Ohio State. Devin Smith is on the practice squad for the Jaguars. So is Laquan Treadwell. Jeff Cotton Jr., who made some acrobatic catches in the preseason. A lot of people thought he was uh, possibly close to a sure thing of making the roster. Well, he didn't make the roster, the 53-man but he's on the practice squad. Josh Hammond, who really had a good preseason, especially in a couple of different games, the last couple of games, Josh Hammond made some catches in the preseason, and he's on the practice squad for the Jaguars. He was on the practice squad last year. Also on the practice squad, defensive tackle Doug Costin, offensive lineman K.C. McDermott, uh, Trevor Wallace-Sims, big guy, made the practice squad. So did Badera Traor. Running backs, uh, Divine Zigbo and Nathan Cottrell made the practice squad as running backs. Nathan Cottrell can play some special teams, too. So, you know, injuries, those guys are going to move right up. Defensive back, Brandon uh, Rusnak made the uh, practice squad. So did cornerback Lorenzo Burns. Um, how about this now? You know, since the Jags did sign that wide receiver, Tyron Johnson, we talked about a player, Daniel, I almost called him ukulele, Daniel Ukiali. He's now been waived. I had him listed. He was on the original 53, but now he has been waived uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe he'll get a shot on the practice squad. I think the Jags are going to be probably looking for a quarterback somewhere, somehow, to get on the practice squad now that uh, Gardner Minshew's been traded to the Eagles. and. Jake Luton was snapped up by the Seattle Seahawks. So the Jags are down to two quarterbacks. That used to be really one of the deepest positions where the Jags had four quarterbacks. We thought they might carry three and uh, then put Luton on the practice squad and have four essentially. But now they're down to two. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, the starter, and C.J. Beathard, the backup. So I would tend to think the Jaguars, they got 13. Let's see, all 13 players have been waived or released by the Jaguars Tuesday. Um, Let's see, these guys are on the practice squad. 13 guys on the practice squad. I just counted them. Uh, I'm 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 gonna think that Trent Baalke, the GM, is probably looking for a quarterback to go on the practice squad. They still have three more slots left on this practice squad as we record this podcast on September the second. So great to have you tuned in for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We went over the you know most of the items with the Jaguars roster, the releases, the cuts, etc. Practice squad. Jags got their first game coming up on September the 12th in Houston against the Houston Texans. Uh, we are at this point uh, going to take a look at North Florida Entertainment. Uh, we're also going to take a look at some college football uh, coming up as well. So let's take a look at some concerts real quickly uh, for the uh, North Florida area uh, right now, as we, we often do. Basically, on every podcast, you can go back and check. Uh, we do give you concerts, some of the latest concerts out there. Let's take a look at some of the ones coming up. Uh, Santana, Carlos Santana. Santana coming up on Tuesday night, September the 21st of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Daly's Place located next to the stadium at TIA Bankfield. Daly's place right next door to the TIA Bankfield Stadium. Steely Dan at the Times Union Center in Jacksonville, Florida on Tuesday night, October the 19th, 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. Tickets now on sale. Uh, ZZ Top on Sunday night, November the 14th, without the late Dusty Hill who recently passed away. He'll have a replacement in there. Um, and I think the replacement that ZZ Top has was actually approved by 
Dusty Hill when he was living, that this guy would be taken over for Dusty Hill whenever the time arose. And Dusty Hill did pass away a few weeks ago. We're sad to report. ZZ Top will play on Sunday night, November the 14th. They'll be in concert. ZZ Top in concert on Sunday night, November the 14th at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. The Florida Theater has a capacity of about 1,900. KC and the Sunshine Band. Here we go. KC and the Sunshine Band uh, will be in uh, Jacksonville. KC and the Sunshine Band will be in Jacksonville on uh, Saturday night, January the 22nd at 7.30 p.m. as they will be coming um, in just a few months to the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville. That's KC and the Sunshine Band on Saturday night, January the 2nd of 2022. At 7.30 p.m. Again, that'll be at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. And again, Elton John, Mr. Elton John, Sir Elton John, as some people call him, Elton John and the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour in 2022 on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. Hey, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We cover the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports, too. Of course, we take a look at the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, probably the best football conference in the nation. I've been following the SEC since, like, the early 1970s. And, of course, you know, I kind of cover the Florida Gators. Alex Nunnery covers the Florida Gators, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Also, J.C., our good friend J.C., is an Alabama Crimson Tide football expert and an expert on the SEC Western Division. And Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. We've done, on the last episode, if you want to go back and listen to episode number 51, we've got our SEC Power Rankings in episode 51, and I believe they're also in episode number 50. So we do check SEC power rankings, and on our, you know, when the games are played, the teams winning will be sliding up or staying the same. It's kind of hard for, you know, some teams at the top, it's kind of hard for them to go any higher, but they got to maintain those top spots. So we got Georgia number one. Right now, Georgia is actually number one, Alabama two. They're very close, razor's edge close between Georgia and Alabama. Right now, we got Georgia one, Alabama two. Uh, Florida three and Texas A and M fourth, and I believe Auburn fifth at this juncture. LSU sixth and um, Ole Miss seven. Those are the uh, the top half of the SEC. We'll we'll update the power rankings, you know, even more on our next podcast. But you, like I said, you can go back, and I wish you would go back and check out episodes fifty and episodes fifty one for more of the SEC power rankings. Right now, though, we're going to take a look at some games. Uh, coming up, hey, college football is here on Thursday, September the 2nd. This game will be played tonight. Bowling Green and the SEC will play at Tennessee. And I should say Tennessee's an SEC team. Bowling Green is a, uh, I guess they're from the MAC, the uh, Mid-American Conference. So Bowling Green will play at Tennessee tonight on September the 2nd as college football is getting underway. September the 4th, some big Saturday games, Alabama. We'll play the University of Miami. It'll be the Miami of Florida Hurricanes versus the Alabama Crimson Tide on September the 4th, this Saturday. That game is a at a neutral location up in Atlanta. Georgia Bulldogs play in Charlotte. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the Georgia Bulldogs play Clemson at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night, September the 4th. And FAU, the FAU Florida Atlantic Owls, formerly coached by Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin left and went to Ole Miss, and now Willie Taggart, who got, shall we say, he got uh, fired at Florida State, then kind of landed on his feet with the FAU Owls job. FAU will play at the Florida Gators at the Swamp in Gainesville on Saturday night, September the 4th, this Saturday night, September the 4th, with a 7.30 p.m. kickoff. 
Uh, LSU playing on the West Coast on Saturday night, September the 4th, 8.30. That'll be on Fox Sports. LSU will play at the UCLA Bruins, coached by Chip Kelly, who seems to have his team moving in more of a positive direction now as he's, you know, he's been there. This will be Chip Kelly's fourth year, just like Dan Mullen's fourth year at Florida. And uh, Scott Frost, who's been in the news recently in Nebraska, he's kind of been you know, under the hot seat, if you will. Scott Frost, his fourth year at Nebraska. Chip Kelly, fourth year at UCLA. And Dan Mullen's fourth year at uh, Florida. So those are some big games coming up around the conference. Bowling Green plays at Tennessee on Thursday night, September the 2nd at 8 o'clock p.m. And that game's actually on ESPN. Uh, September the 4th, Alabama plays the Miami-Florida Hurricanes at 3.30 this Saturday afternoon, September the 4th, up in Atlanta on ABC. The Georgia-Clemson game in Charlotte is on ABC at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night, September the 4th. FAU at the Florida Gators in Gainesville at 7.30 p.m. on the – it looks like that game's on the SEC network, I believe, which ESPN kind of controls and owns. The SEC Network, FAU will play at the Florida Gators at 7.30 p.m. Uh, this Saturday night, September the 4th. LSU plays at UCLA at 8.30 p.m. Fox Sports on September the 4th. This Saturday, September the 4th at 8.30 p.m. These are some good college football games. Bowling Green at Tennessee on September 2nd. The September 4th games, big September 4th games. Alabama playing Miami up in Atlanta. Also on September the 4th, Georgia and Clemson at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night up in Charlotte. September the 4th on Saturday night, FAU at Florida at 7.30 p.m., and I believe that's on the SEC network as Florida will be hosting FAU. And we'll probably be making a prediction on that game. So uh, check out the website, bigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. Also, LSU on September the 4th, Saturday night, September the 4th. LSU uh, will be at UCLA. And that's some of the college football around the uh, Southeastern Conference for week one. I will tell you the Florida State Seminoles will open their season against Notre Dame in Tallahassee. And this will actually be a Monday night game, as I understand it. Monday night, September the 6th, the uh, Florida State Seminoles will be hosting the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Monday night, September the 6th in Tallahassee. That'll be the uh, Florida State opener uh, for the Florida State Seminoles in the ACC. So that's a look at some of the college football uh, coming up. Uh, We are going to check in with Alex Nunnery and get some of his uh, reports. Alex Nunnery, BigJReport.com sports reporter. Let's check in with Alex Nunnery and get some of his reports here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Here now is Alex Nunnery. Congrats to... Toriano Morgan and the Edward Waters Tigers on an impressive 24-20 win over Florida Memorial. Saquon Smith a freshman quarterback for the Tigers. Had the game-winning touchdown with 16 seconds left. Smith, a freshman from Plantation High School in Plantation, Florida. Edward Waters, Jacksonville's first-ever HBCU school. In Jacksonville, Florida. Coach Craig Howard, the Nice legend, won a state championship in 2004 at Nice. At Southern Oregon University in 2014, Coach Craig Howard won a national championship. Coach Howard coached at Columbia High School after Nice. Coach Howard's son, Bo, is the offensive line coach at Oh, Cleef High School. Bo was on that 2004 Nice championship team. Bo also won a national championship and two SEC titles with the University of Florida Gators. Coach Howard 
left us four years ago. Rest in peace, coach. Devin Outlaw, as the Big J reports, dot com, player of the game. He had 212 yards rushing for Oakleaf tonight. Oakleaf, a 42-21 to win over Orange Park. Oakleaf will host Miami Carroll City next. Friday at 7 p.m. Well, on those reports uh, from BigJReport.com sports uh, reporter Alex Nunnery, we, we learned Edward Waters won their uh, first uh, college football game. Alex also covers high school football, as you know. And uh, I will tell you, we will be uh, actually updating the uh, website with uh, high school games coming in the next couple of days. Uh, BigJReport.com. And I, you know, again, I want to tell you that on some of our previous podcast, episode 50, episode 51, we do have a complete high school football scoreboard. We run down the scoreboard on episode 50 and episode 51. This is episode number 52 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And I do appreciate certainly those reports from Alex Nunnery. Some of the latest on the uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp AAA baseball uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. The Jumbo Shrimp ran into probably the best team in the minor leagues, probably the best minor league baseball team in the country, the Durham Bulls. Uh, The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp took a loss on Tuesday and also on Wednesday, the Wednesday night, September the 1st game, the Durham Bulls 5, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 1. The Durham Bulls in AAA baseball, there's 67 wins and only 36 losses. Hey, the Jumbo Shrimp are having a good year in their first year of AAA. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, 58. Uh, they're 58 wins. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, 58 wins and 46 losses. And Durham is the top team in AAA and probably all of minor league baseball. Uh, the Durham Bulls, 67 and 36, while the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are 58 and 46. And hey, that's going to do it for the Till Shirt Report podcast this time around, episode number 52. That's right, episode number 52. You know, there's 52 cards, what in a deck of cards? And again, this is episode 52. Uh, we will take a look at the uh, we'll take a look at the Jaguars roster. And um, you know, I know there's been um, you know some number 52s on the roster, you know, in the past. Um, you know, that number's been kind of circulated, you know, a few times. Been some good players uh, wearing number 52, and I was kind of looking over the the current roster, Jags just cut down recently, you know, to their uh, 53. They've got the practice squad going now. Uh, we, if, if you missed any of the practice squad guys, we we mentioned. I'm not seeing any number 52 at the present time, but I'm sure there'll be a I'm sure there'll be a 52 on the rosters. We get into the season, you know, numbers change, players change, but it's still the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC South division. Going to be an exciting season in 2021 uh, with Trevor Lawrence at the controls as the Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback, backup quarterback C.J. Beathard, who the Jags signed in the offseason back in March, you know, as a as a free agent. So, so again, going to be an exciting season. I didn't see a 52 on the roster this time. I know there's been a couple of different guys that have wore 52 in the last uh, couple of years, actually, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Famous number 52s. Like I told you, there's um, this is episode 52. I believe there's 52 cards and a deck of cards. Let's take a look at number 52 before we go today. Number 52 football players. You know, you know, we talked about Dick Buck, Dick Buckus wore number 51. We talked about that on episode 51, our last episode. Uh, some of the, the famous 52s, I mean, Khalil Mack of the Bears presently wears number 52, while Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame center Mike Webster spent many years with the Steelers, wore number 52. Um, other guys that wore 52, Patrick Willis, uh, David Harris, Clay Matthews played with the Green Bay Packers for many years. Uh, Dr. Doom, Robert Brazil have also won uh, war. I should say war number 52. 
So there are some 52s out there. The Jags have had guys wear 52. Uh, the kid that used to be on the team uh, wore number 52, the special teams guy and linebacker. His name escapes me. He's actually a friend of mine on Facebook, so I guess I'm not being a good friend because I'm trying to I'm trying to remember remember his name. It's a kid that played at uh, Stetson. Man, the Jaguars have had so many players on this roster, you know, in the last uh, couple of years. You know, it's been amazing. Um, it's hard to remember everybody and, and and put the face and the player with the number, um, but I'm sure there'll be a number there'll be a number 52 coming again as the roster continues to evolve and change. But I want to think, I want hey, and we will we will uh, you know we will actually uh, do some backtracking and some research and we'll correct the number 52s that I missed that formerly played for the Jaguars too. We will, we will do that. And I do apologize for that. And we're trying to get a podcast out as quick as we can, you know, for you guys out there, our listeners. But again, if there's something we get stumped on, like the number 52 for who's wearing it uh, with the Jaguars, well, uh, we'll come back the next, next episode and try to make those uh, corrections. want to thank our producer, um, Alex Nunry. Um, Alex Nunry, BigJReport.com sports reporter. I want to thank JC, another one of our producers, for helping me make this podcast a success. And we're, you know, we're trying to give you as much information as we can on the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports in North Florida and surrounding areas as well. If you want a complete rundown of high school football scores, go back to episode 51 or episode 50. And you'll get a high school football scoreboard rundown, I believe, from the first week. The majority of the games from around North Florida, South Georgia, even a pocket of South Alabama as well. So, again, you're invited to go back to Episode 50, Episode 51, and uh, check out those podcasts as well. This has been Episode 52. My name is Scott, uh, your host. You're certainly your uh, loyal and humble host of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been episode show number 52, season number two of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. Have a great day. Okay, so they thought they got me stumped on this number 52. I'm going to pop back in here for a little encore here. I did find a list of some number 52s. By the way, Ray Lewis, I believe, wore number 52 also. But as far as the Jaguars are concerned, uh, I did I did check on, you know, you can usually find stuff if you look around. Donald Payne wore 52 in 2017 and 2018. He was actually part of the team that went to the AFC Championship game, and they had the AFC Championship. Well, it was they went to the AFC Championship game. Um, the Jaguars lost to the Patriots, you know, this has all been certainly documented and uh, we talked about our feelings on the officiating. Donald Payne was part of that team. Donald Payne wore number 52 in 2017 and 2018. And I believe Payne came back, um, I guess it was um, after that too, but he wore a different number, but he was 52 for 2017 and 2018. Other number 52s for the Jaguars, Najee Good. Uh, Hayes Pollard, uh, the third, wore number 52, 2015 to 2016. JT Thomas, 2013 to 2014. Daryl Smith, very good player with the Jaguars, played linebacker for the Jaguars from 2004 to 2012, wore number 52. Eric Westmoreland, uh, wore number 52 from 2001 to 2003. And Brent Boyer, Brent Boyer, really good special teams player. Uh, for the Jaguars, uh, did play some football, did start some games, played a lot of football from 1995 to 2000, and wore number 52 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> so you guys thought you had me stumped with number 52. We did a little quick research and got the encore on here, and now we got to close things out for episode number 52. Episode number 52, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, we do cover the Jacksonville Jaguars. North Florida Entertainment, other area sports, the SEC Power Rankings, high school football, other uh, area sports as well throughout North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas. 
if you're wanting the high school football scoreboard, go back to episode 50 and episode 51 for that. On our next episode, we'll be checking some more high school football, some more SEC power rankings, and much, much more. Again, I want to thank my producers, Alex Nunry, and also JC, that, you know, they – they really helped me a lot in putting the Till Shirt Report podcast together. Until next time, have a great day. I'm out. My name is Scott. This has been episode show number 52 of season number two of the Till Shirt Report. You guys have a great day. I'm out. Talk to you next time.